podcast of the Ted Nelson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And also to be here momentarily, he's having some internet problems, so I'll be starting the show alone here today. No video today. Um, and so we'll be back to video hopefully as quickly as possible. There's an interesting article out via State of the Nation, and it says uh, the Second American Revolution, Civil War 2.0, Bolshevik Revolution, USA are all three. Are they on the way? It says the following analysis is wholly manufactured of the Texas border crisis with the greater context of both Civil War 2.0 and the Second American Revolution is a must read. Now, what they're saying here is this whole thing in Texas is just more smoke and mirrors. He says, however, that does not mean the countless traitors of the republic will prevail. Yes, they have greatly weakened the country, but that weakness has to be exposed so that the multitude of conspirators can be revealed. They have been so they can be eliminated from the positions of power and influence. Much of the American body politic is a lot smarter than where the most folks think. Even many of the left understand that the communist-run Democratic Party must be shut down and permanently outlawed, just as many on the right perceive the shocking preponderance of the deceitful rhino who must be branded banished from the government. Now, let me, I'm going to stop for one second here. You know, what, also, I need you to mute your, mute your yeah. mic, please. You know, what's interesting with this is that this is the same thing that happened in Germany during you know, the 30s. When Hitler took power, he realized that the communists were coming in and they were putting a lot of fake stuff in the news and the media about him. And he basically banned all political parties other than the, his, you know, his Nazi party. Now, let me stop for one second. Do I think that's a good idea? No, I don't. I don't. I think it's bad. I don't think any party should be banned. But what I do believe is they should be exposed for who they are. When you stop the free flow of information and the free flow of, how should I say, you know, you know, commentary and the free flow of, you know, people's opinions, you start really, really messing with the First Amendment. I remember in Germany, I remember my relatives there one time and they were I was asking them about, you know, what happened with Hitler. because They were old, old, old relatives. And they said they would remember that when people would be in the neighborhood and they would talk about Hitler or something bad about Hitler. In the middle of the night, the German government would come, either the Gestapo or the SS or somebody or the, or the brown shirts. And they didn't know who they were, would come in and they would take the family away into the middle of the night. Three, four in the morning, they hear a pounding at the door. They hear a door get kicked in and the children of the family. And these, now, by the way, these are not Jews. OK, these are Christians that are being taken away. And they were hauled off, and no one ever knew what happened to them again. The house would be left open for several days, and they'd go in and get whatever they wanted, and everybody knew that. And they would go in there and empty the house of furniture, the neighbors would, if they were allowed to do so by the German government, and they were. So then what happened, they'd come in with a bulldozer just a few days later, and they would level the property to make no have so there'd be no no uh, re- recollection of who these people were, no memory of them. And they would resaw the, the lot, and they were gone. And my relatives told me after four or five of these things happened in one neighborhood, nobody said anything else about Hitler. That's where it leads to when you have that type of tyranny that comes in and controls people. So the sad part about all of this stuff is when these people come in and they say that these people need to be completely eliminated, it's not true. What needs to be done is you need to talk about what Otto Kahn said, that the Kabbalists, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, that's who they are, have basically controlled both sides of the election for many, 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 basically since the very beginning of the United States for centuries now. It says the bottom line here, this is going back to the article, is that critically crucial the patriot movement do everything within its power to both subvert and preempt the long-planned Bolshevik revolution being slyly set up by the Uniparty, which is the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, can't tell the difference now, the deep state and the U.S. intel community, the WEF, the NWO, and the cabal, etc. The cabal being the Luciferian synagogue of St. Cabal, in my opinion. The more importantly, these dastardly entities are meaningfully thwarted. The more patriots, all 50 states can run with their own plan of saving the public. Now, this is an article, and it says Greg Abbott and the invasion of the border snatchers by Donald Jeffries. 
And he goes, he goes, well, he was number one. He said, protest. He said, we've come a long way from the Boston Tea Party and what would happen to extremists overthrowing the Tea Party to harbor today. The founding fathers here, there were, and this is funny, the founding fathers, sorry, there were no founding mothers, or certainly, and no founding transgenders would all be marginalized if they were living and breathing in the Orwellian mess that is America 2.0. They'd be relegated to writing on Substack. Maybe some of them would be subscribers of, you know, different good alternative media people. No mainstream media outlet would be allowed to give them a momentary platform, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Keep your insurrectionist thoughts to yourself. That would be a, that little line would be confined to the Ben Franklin womanizing. Yes, Ben actually used to. Would you like to join me in the pursuit of happiness as an 18th century pickup line when he was as consorting with prostitutes dressed as nuns at his demonic hellfire club? He's right about Ben Franklin. They found bones of young children buried underneath his house. Just thought I'd mention that. Ben Franklin was a member of the Demonic Hellfire Club back in England. So was he a high-level mason? Probably so. So aside from Franklin, certainly the banks were Stooge Alexander Hamilton. The founders were a legendary lot, supposedly the greatest generation. And then what's interesting about this, he says that Donald Trump comes in and really starts telling great things about, you know, Abbott and what he was doing and all the rest of this. And, you know, and then he says that he was praising Abbott for what he did, but he says that Abbott put out some razor wire, you know, is trying to stop the insurrection of all the other things in this area that was quarantined. And basically, he says that's more than Trump ever did in the four years that he was in the office. And I thought that was pretty good. You know, and you know, he goes, he goes, I don't know why, how, why, I don't know how any American could possibly support the federal government sending agents to a sovereign state like Texas to remove the only weak blockade put up to repel a nonstop foreign invasion. But I know that millions do. So the Supreme Court does. So does the state-controlled mainstream media. You know, could all this turn into Civil War 2.0? You know, think of the ugly logistics involved. And so he's asking these questions. He goes, Trump praised Governor Abbott for his resolve, frankly, by merely putting up barbed wire. Abbott has done more than Trump did in four years. Well, I disagree with that because he did put up part of the border fence. He did do that. It's not much, of course, but it beats tweeting out toothless threats to put troops on the border and sanctuary cities and birthright citizenship deport millions of the like. Trump couldn't even end DACA, which Obama created with an executive order. It wasn't legislation, but he's preoccupied. What would being ordered to pay millions to an off-the-wall woman who can't remember the year in which, she, which he raped her? The border may be the boiling point, but this conflict is centered around corrupt and politicized justice system, taxation without representation, and a huge cultural divide. He says, I guess it's fitting that illegal immigration should be the triggering mechanism for whatever the battle that follows. It was Trump's foundational issue in 2016, and what turned out to be his empty rhetoric on the subject precipitated an intense hatred towards him, unlike that for any other public figure in history, even after since Ronald Reagan signed the Immigration Reform Act in 86. This has been a bubble issue waiting to explode like a dream deferred. Now, I like a lot of what he's saying here. I like a lot of what he says, but I don't like the fact that we should dismantle the Democratic Party. I really don't. I don't like the Democratic Party. They're a bunch of communists. I think they should be fully exposed. But I think the media should be independent again. I believe that what Clinton did back in the 90s by consolidating media and allowing one company to come in and buy up all the media and prevent dissenting opinions on the media should be reversed. That was a huge, huge, huge mistake. You know, it's interesting that now we find we find that you know, there's a bunch of Christians and that this veteran is being charged with hate crime for destroying a satanic idol up in Iowa. And now he faces you know, time in prison, et cetera, et cetera, for destroying a Baphomet statue. And then and the government's coming in saying that, you know, you need to have everything being exposed, including Satan, et cetera, and allow that to be out there if they want to have that out there for freedom of religion. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here because I have some real personal issues with this. You know, when I was had the kids at all Saints, you know, school. Back in Winter Haven, which I do not recommend a school whatsoever, 
I remember they went into the one, one, the one year they put out the second year, the third year they were there. They put a big happy holiday sign. It's supposed to be a, you know, a Christian school and they didn't even put Merry Christmas up on the sign. I've talked about this before. I'm bringing this up right now for another reason. And I told the headmaster that was there, the, who would be the principal, I guess you'd call him, that if they did another happy holiday sign and they wouldn't honor Jesus Christ, you know, for his birth, which I know December 25th is not his birth. I got all that. Okay. Don't, don't start with me on that. But I understand that we recognize Jesus' birthday for December 25th. I understand it was part of a pagan holiday from the Roman Empire. I got all that too. Don't send me letters on this. I got that. I don't celebrate the pagan holiday. I celebrate the birth of Jesus. Now, what's interesting about this is, is that, you know, I told the headmaster, he says, we want to incorporate every religion out there and allow them to have a voice you know, during Christmas. And I'm like, it's Jesus's supposed birthday. Why are we celebrating anything else? He goes, well, we have Jews. Well, how many Jews do you have at the school? We have three. We have Muslims too. I said, how many Muslims do you have there? Well, we have one. So you have three Jews and one Muslim. I said, why don't you go to a Jewish school or to a Muslim school and tell them that we're going to celebrate Jesus on the 25th because it's, it's, it's basically Jesus's birthday that we should celebrate. He's, well, they won't do that. I'm like, okay, well, why are you doing it? I said, are you going to also put up a Baphomet? Here we go. You know, it symbolized satanic stuff. And I said, he goes, well, I guess it is a slippery slope, isn't it? I guess it's a slippery slope. I said, it's a slippery slope to hell. That's what it is. I said, you're promoting other cultures, including, you know, all kinds of things with Kwanzaa, all kinds of crazy stuff they, they were doing. They're making the kids sing all these crazy songs from other religions. I, I walked up in the middle of a concert one time at this school. It was last year I was there when he, they were doing all this. They had a break, and I called my daughter, Alexis, off the stage. Called her off the stage. Said, Come with me. And I, we walked out together. I said, we're not doing this. I, you say, well, did you really do that? Did you really do it in front of all those people that were there? Yeah, I really did. That's how strong my resolve is against this. So do I think a Baphomet statue should be allowed to go publicly? No, I don't. I draw my line in the sand on that one. That's not okay. But if it's part of our religious freedom, because the state says it is, then I guess they think they must do it. I don't think this guy should be going to prison for that, but nor do I think he should have gone out there and dismantled it and whatever he did to it. This is a really weird situation to talk about stuff like this on the show. But to me, if it's a private organization that you're supporting, like All Saints, and you tell them that you're not going to support them anymore if they do this again, and the following year, of course, they did the exact same thing again with the same headmaster, and I pulled the kids out. That was the end of it. They had a few more months there, and I was done with it. I said, no more, and then we homeschooled them from now on. Now, would I recommend that school again? Absolutely never recommend it. It's super liberal as far as I'm concerned. But the sad part about it is is that we've got people out there that are basically supporting schools that promote transgender ideology and all the rest of them, and we would call those our public school systems. You say, well, we don't support that. Your tax dollars don't do. And also make a comment yeah. on this. Also, what do you think? I mean, that's that's why we do homeschool now with the kids, because your tax dollars are supporting. And then here's what makes me mad, too. The tax dollars are incorporated into our real estate taxes for the schools, period. You don't have a choice. You don't pay the school tax in your county or at least in central Florida here. I don't know what your county, your state does. They will come and take your home away. They will take your home away. They will seize it and auction it off if you don't support the ideology that they're promoting in the school systems, regardless of the consequences to these young children and their developmental process. So it's sad to me. Awesome. What do you think, buddy? What's your next story? <laughs> well, good morning. And good morning. You're 100% accurate on that. I mean, it's it's very frustrating, and that's how the Marxist ideology has really twisted and brought communism into the United States in the form of property taxes by forcing individuals to have to financially support institutions that are diametrically opposed to Christianity. That's it's right. It's very, very twisted. It's very, really, really twisted when you start figuring that section out. So then you have to decide, okay, even though I'm paying for it, 
do I still want to go along with it and allow my children to be indoctrinated? And the answer to my the question that my time is always no. And that's why we started working with the homeschool co-op that we put together um, with Lana and a bunch of her friends. And it's, it's been, I've told you guys in the past, it's been exploding with growth. There's actually a wait list now. And we're having to be very careful now on who's actually accepting that program. And it's, it's because it's, it, it can change so quickly because what I've noticed is there's always this subset group of individuals that for some odd reason, and this has been through the history of time, there's always a subset group of individuals that have some just atavistic desire to pervert young children and bring in their model of perversion and force it upon young children. It's a really, really sadistic concept that for some odd reason has corrupted and polluted this minute, this, it's a minor, minor group of people. But yet, for some odd reason, those minor group of people always find a way to get into the situations and the institutions that are most effective at polluting young children. And so you just have to decide what you're going to go along with. And going back to what Dad was saying, if a state-funded institution is allowed to put up a, a statue of Baphomet, then there needs to be a 100% allowance of putting up you know, Jesus Christ and the Ten Commandments, and all the other factors that go along with it. This two-sided rules for thee and not for me concept where, oh, it's religious freedom, you can go in and put Baphomet in, in a city hall, but if you try to put something up as far as with Christ and Ten Commandments or crucifix or anything like that, well, no, 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 you can't promote that. As far as I'm concerned, this is one of the main reasons why it's best just to basically leave politics and politics with this in these institutions. That may be your choice, and then allowing people to have their own freedom of speech. Now, if it's a private organization, and they're wanting to put up things like Baphomet, then you got to decide whether or not you want to continue to support those private institutions. If they're private schools, they're being privately funded with your money or other private businesses, then that's completely up to you. And I also, too, thank you for all the emails, all the heads up. I had some people send me some emails. This week's been a bit of a wild week. I did have my uh, son this week. He Everything was great. Everything was perfect with the pregnancy. He's super healthy. He's doing fantastic and uh, already super, super active and moving around. And he's, he's, he's going to be he's going to be something else. <laughs> so, again, thank you for the emails on that. Thank you for working with us on the show this week and everything we got going on. So thank you for that as well. And thank you for supporting healthmasters.com and continually making us the number one stop and shop for all your supplement needs, including, as we talked about earlier this week and last week, the um, Berberine Ultimate is back in stock at healthmasters.com. One of the, probably, if not the most effective formulas that's ever been released onto the market with dihydroberberine as far as burning body fat and really going in and allowing blood blood sugar to be stabilized and maintaining insulin levels. So be sure to check that out on sales. It's only on sale for a couple more days right there because we got a lot in stock but we burned through a lot of it as well. We're actually waiting for the next batch to get um, manufactured now because the product's getting so, dihydroberberine is getting so hard to get a hold of. And also, too, be sure to check out the product of the week. You guys voted on it, and it won the magnesium and malate acid. That's our capsule form of magnesium and malate acid. That won today's product of the week, so that will be changing over later on this afternoon. I'm a little delayed on some of the stuff right now. The HGH Stimulate is still on sale. For the next couple hours, the magnesium amount acid will be up later on this afternoon for product of the week for a big sale. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. And one other thing that I saw earlier here, and this is something that's interesting as well, is all this stuff starting to tie in very, very slowly, but also very, very quickly at the same time. On Tuesday, if you guys saw, there was a da- an article on Daily Mail, and it was quite strange because it says now that essentially the Neuralink that Elon Musk has been working on is now essentially 
been showing very effective clinical trials, and they're actually, and I quote, able to gain control of individual phones or computers through or almost any device just by thinking through the Neuralink. They're saying here that the Neuralink brain chip that is implanted in brains is essentially going to allow full telepathy with electronic devices, including phones, iPads, computers, anything alike. This is actually going to tie into the 6G system that I told you guys about for the longest time that they've been working on. The 5G is essentially a big stair step into that. This Neuralink now and the way it actually works, I've talked about it before, the brain consists of cells called neurons that transmit signals to other cells in the body, like our muscles and nerves. The electrodes of the Neuralink chip are able to read these signals, which are then translated into motor controls. This this controls external technologies like computers or smartphones or bodily functions like muscle movement. So essentially what they're doing is they're tying in human beings with computers now with a neural link. Just that, this, I mean, this isn't sci-fi. This isn't conspiracy theory. You can look up the article. They discussed it in detail yesterday as far as on Daily Mail and a bunch of other articles. Kind of picked it up off the cuff on the back page, you could say, I guess, of the newspaper. And it's ironic because nobody's really talking about it. Everybody's talking about how now we need to go attack Iran because Iran's supporting Houthi rebels that are operating drones over Jordan and doing drone airstrikes on military bases. You know, I got to keep asking the million dollar question. I'm going to say this. and I already know the answer to it, but I'm going to keep bringing it up. How are third rate militia Houthi rebels in Yemen and basically out of Iran allegedly operating drones with surfaced air missiles with such precision they're able to run airstrikes on U.S. military bases and surfaced air missiles and anti-ship missiles and cruise missiles that they're operating all over the Middle East right now wreaking havoc allegedly. Where in the world are they getting these multi-million dollar missiles, the guidance ships to operate them, and the operating systems to control them so effectively and so efficiently? Just thought I would throw that out there because last time I checked and I read about a year, year and a half ago, these guys, like most effective tools they have are AK-47s and you know some RPKs and heavy weapons. That's about it. Maybe some, you know, are you know, some shoulder-fired surface air missiles. But these guys apparently now are operating full drone systems. And then the part that really got me, that really just showed their hand with this entire narrative in Jordan. And again, my condolences to the Marines that died, their families that died with this. This was this is so unnecessary and unneeded. And yet you can tell this entire thing is being set up for a stage that they want it to be, including all the other like 40 other Marines and individuals that were had serious uh, injuries from this airstrike. Here's one article, though. This was interesting from the British news. And this is like this is buried at the very bottom of the article. It says the enemy drone struck while an American drone was returning to base from its mission. Okay, so these guys not only are so advanced with their drone operation skills, they know when the American drones are landing and they're they're reviewing and monitoring our drone usage and all of our air systems. Then it goes on to say here, officials say the base's air defense auto response feature had shortly been turned off to avoid shooting down the U.S. drone. And because of that, there was no warning for troops or any other air defense systems, which essentially all the troops were sleeping in their quarters. So you're telling me these Houthi rebels are running around now with drones operating in the sky, okay, 
At the same time, U.S. drones are operating in the sky, unbeknownst to our U.S. military and our massive air defense systems we have. We have no idea there's other drones operating. We're landing our drones, and at the very exact same time we're landing our drones, the Houthi rebel third-rate militias operating their advanced drone at such a high altitude, they're able to do a coordinated airstrike on our military base. At the same time, our air defense system is turned off for a few short minutes while we're landing our drones. If you even remotely buy that from a military standpoint, then, dude, I got some swampland out in Arkansas that's oceanfront with a condo on it for only a few hundred thousand dollars. It's a great deal right now if you guys want to buy it. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. This whole thing is completely and totally reeking, again, of another excuse to get involved in another conflict in another region, while at the same time, we are so concerned about all these other Middle Eastern countries and supporting all these other wars, including Ukraine, which obviously we see now has turned nothing more into a giant money laundering experiment, that we've turned around now and realized that we've left the entire country wide open. And we're watching a mass invasion of the southern border, and we're having the commander-in-chief, who's not even the commander-in-chief, he's a complete total stooge, he's not doing anything, being used by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard with Raytheon and Lockheed essentially using him as their mouthpiece to blackmail Congress by saying we're not going to get more money to the southern border, stop the southern border. We're going to continue to allow invasion of the United States if we don't get tens of billions of more dollars for Raytheon and Lockheed to send weapon systems over to Ukraine. Because remember, I've already told you guys this. Ukraine's not getting any significant amount of money from us, like enormous amounts of money. They're getting huge chunks to keep people happy over there and their government officials and money laundered. Majority of this money is just turning around and going back to the defense budgets and going back to Raytheon and Lockheed so you can keep making more weapon systems and sending them over to Ukraine, making enormous profits while they're washing money through the whole scheme. And then those weapons that are going over to Ukraine are then getting sent where? down to Yemen and other countries that are now operating them and using them on the United States. So the United States now has an excuse to get in another conflict. It's circular conflicts is all it is. That's what it has been for years, and that's what they're doing right now. So be very, very cautious on what you're actually believing and what you're going on and supporting. This, again, just reeks to high heavens and the the other weapons of mass destruction conflict that we had uh, in Iraq before we invaded them and that whole debacle that ensued for the next two decades after that. But I wanted to get these articles out there and kind of give you guys a heads up because there's been a lot of – mainstream media fodder going out there trying to tell everybody what to think and what to do and how to feel and how we need to get in another war again while at the same time we got Neuralink literally rolling out now saying that you can operate your computer and your phone through just your thoughts but that's not getting much mainstream media outlet right now coverage because a lot of people don't want that to go to full coverage because they want to get this into people's systems very quietly very cleanly and not have a bunch of blowback so they can continue to monitor control what everybody continues to do and again goes back to every thought of every man being evil all the time so again thank you for giving health masters the opportunity to keep you strong and healthy with our supplements and give you the information you need and also to thank you for making us your news source and being able to bring you guys the truth every day and all these articles that we post on the website even the ones we don't get to because this is a information war right now we're watching and the more and more people that keep waking up and keep talking about it and keep voting with their dollars 
as you're starting to see now in the EV market, which I've told you guys before, is literally collapsing now. The sales from EV vehicles and taxpayer-funded products are literally collapsing. That's why everybody's starting to bail out of it now. I saw another article here earlier, and this is on Fox News that reported that essentially there's multiple cities, including Asheville, North Carolina, who have now encountered numerous difficulties with their electric bus fleets, leading to the idling of three out of five buses that they bought for millions of dollars. Another four e-buses procured in Denver in 2021, costing $1.2 million each, primarily funded by government federal grants. Uh, three of them are basically unoperational now. They can't maintain them. They can't figure out the electrical problems. They can't get them to charge. So now they got to send these 45 foot long buses back to the manufacturer to figure out how to service them because they've only been in service since 2021 and over 50% of them have already failed. Again, this is why you don't allow morons to make moron policies with money that's not theirs. And that's what we've watched happen now for multiple years now, especially during COVID. Because remember, a lot of this stuff happened during COVID with this EV push very quietly and with a lot of money that nobody bothered to keep track of. And now it's all coming to light that the entire thing's been a complete and total waste of money because this is not something that is functional, especially in cold weather, nor is it functional from a long rate standpoint of trying to maintain electrical infrastructure with all these systems that are literally draining draining the entire electrical grid when they plug them in and it's not sustainable so again thank you for getting the truth out there thank you for supporting health masters and how what's your next story then you know what's interesting about this also just make a commentary on that very quickly when you have these electric vehicles out there that are being used repeatedly you know you know and with failure it shows you how sensitive they are as far as their ability to do what they're supposed to do in other words they're, they're going to be very easy to shut down and turn off in other words, if they want to shut down transportation in the United States, all they have to do is do some type of emergency to the power grid and nobody can plug in anymore. And so, and, or they can just you know, contact Tesla, whoever building all these different cars because they're being built by so many different manufacturers now, and tell them to hit, flip the off switch. I, know, I remember years ago, I had a, uh, I've got a friend of mine who owns a dealership, um, you know, a Chevrolet dealership at Stingray in Pine City. His name's Steve Hurley. And they were talking to me about how they had had a guy come in and trade a vehicle in with a title, but he had leaned the car and he had an open title because he told him, let me back up. He basically had a title that basically showed the car was paid for. He came in on the weekend to trade the car in. It was like a, you know, a, a Chevrolet Suburban on a Corvette. Now, what he didn't tell anybody is he had applied for a lost title and then had the title lean and basically borrowed money against the car to its max. So in other words, the card had car had a clouded title on it, but he had the clear title in his hand that was basically a duplicate. So he traded it in for a Corvette, traded in the Suburban on it, and basically did an even swap for this Corvette, and then drove off with it, you know, and basically left and thought he, you know, conquered, you know, Chevrolet, and now basically he was trading it in and he had a free car. Well, of course, on Monday when the dealership you know, opened back up and they ran the titles, they found out it had a cloud on it because the DMV in that state was now open. They could see if it was clouded or not. And what ended up happening is they called him up and he wouldn't answer. Finally, OnStar contacted him you know, on his speaker that he couldn't turn off in the car and said, by the way, your car has been stolen. So we're going to give you like five minutes to get to the side of the road or find a place to pull over because we're fixing to turn it off. And they basically told him that we're going to shut it down. And so he took it to a car dealership or wherever he took it, you know, kind of tried to flee the scene and blah, blah, blah. But the reality was is that they got the car back because they just turned it off. And that's exactly what they could do with any vehicles that are equipped with this type of technology, whether it's an electric vehicle or, you know, an OnStar vehicle. 
yesterday. The keys automatically, my, my Silverado decided to lock its keys in the car with both sets of keys. I love it when it does that, by the way. And uh, so I called up OnStar and I said, you know, I said, you guys are, you know, need to turn my, open my car up. And they said, well, you don't have, you know, the extended, ma- you know, maintenance warranty thing on this thing, which you're covered to have your doors open. And I said, well, here's the thing. The car is still under full factory warranty. I get the dealership involved if you'd like. But I said, it's not supposed to lock itself with both sets of keys in the car. Well, they will we'll, we'll, we'll give you a one-time opening, one-time opening for this. And I'm like, whatever, great. And so they opened it up for me like within 10 seconds. It was crazy. Do they have that type of satellite technology? They can do whatever they want to do with these vehicles. That's the same thing I'm going back to now with this thing with these EV buses that are breaking down or these EV cars that are breaking down all over the place, especially in Chicago where it's so cold this year. This technology is not something that's good. They don't need this technology, and they know that. The hybrid technology was all we needed, and we could have eventually progressed and put the technology in that would allow these vehicles to run from the energy field that is the magnetic field around the planet. We also have that technology from Tesla, but they won't use it because it doesn't require you to buy electricity. It doesn't require you to buy fuel. It doesn't require the petrochemical industry whatsoever. So that's the technology we should be using. By the way, this is an interesting article from Winter Watch. Are music performers selling their souls to Satan? I thought they got, a, they got this unbelievably satanic picture of Lady Gaga there, which I really can't stand her. The spirit behind most sections of music is satanic. It is a critical element of the cultural war. Many artists have admitted to selling their souls to Satan for fame and fortune, including Katy Perry, which I heard her do that on YouTube. You can watch it yourself. We at Winter Watch don't make such an accusatory lightly. It's not just us saying it. As always, we back it up by going to the horse's mouth. At its essence, people need to decide whether this is one giant monstrous spoof or an existential belief system. However, there's little, if any, evidence that it supports a spoof. And if it is a spoof, what does that say about the bratty superior hoaxers? Also, we need to advance a theory that such personalities recruited and vetted by the crime syndicate. Kak is crazy for I can't pronounce that for the roles. You read this yourself. David David Bowie and Rolling Stone magazine, 1976, stunned the public world when he stated, "Rock has always been the devil's music." I believe the rock and roll is dangerous. I feel we are heading something even darker than ourselves. He goes, my true little Richard said it quite frankly. He said, my true belief about rock and roll. There have been a lot of phrases attributed to me over the years. Is this? I believe this type of music is demonic. I a lot of the beats in the music today are taken from voodoo, from the voodoo drums. If you study music and rhythms like I have, you'll find that is true. I believe that like that. I believe that that this again. I'm reading his stuff. Don't fuss at me for his grammar. I believe that kind of music is driving people from Christ. It is contagious. Little Richard, quoted by Charles White in The Life and Times of Little Richard, page 197. David Mustang of Megadeth talks openly about death metal music, casting hexes, demonic blood packs, and the relationship with the devil. In his autobiography, Dog Father Snoop Dogg writes the devil came to him to make a deal. Snoop would be rich and famous in exchange for his soul. He accepted the devil's offer by his own words and identifies that as the point in which, which Calvin Browdus died and Snoop Dogg was born. John Lennon once said, when the real music comes to me, it has nothing to do with cause. I'm just a channel. It is given to me, and I transcribe it like a channel. He once referred to himself as a hollow temple in which spirits would inhabit them, him to leave to be inhabited by another. When asked why the Beatles were so successful, he said, I sold my soul to the devil. Wow. Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, who once said we are doing witchcraft, trying to make witchcraft music, admitted he was haunted by voices in his head that would distract and torment him. Larry Workner claims to have encountered at least five different entities that use Brian Wilson's body as their home. 
here is an older man. Wilson finally discusses the battle of mental illness and the dangers of psychedelic drugs. And you can watch his interview on this link. The band Black Sabbath experienced dark demonic forces as they dabbed with the occult. Geezer's encounters with the supernatural continued during a recording of Sabbath's Bloody Sabbath in Bel Air. And the Bassett fell and ominous presence filled his bedroom. He looked up to see several specters glaring at him from above an overpowering effect. Awash with fear, he immediately awakened Bill, Tony, and Ozzy to tell them what had happened. Geezer soon discovered all his fellow bandmates experienced similar events. Since Black Sabbath, it was obvious that the dark, ominous cloud was looming over them. I want you to read the rest of this. It goes on and on and on. Jimmy Page, who was a devout follower of Aleister Crowley, who was a Satanist, who said he crucified or sacrificed over 2,000 children, was believed to be used as a vehicle for demonic spirits of the music. Other members of Led Zeppelin were said to experience automatic writing. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. I had a friend of mine who was in Hollywood. She was involved with a bunch of C-rated movies. I talked about this yesterday on the show that we that we did that we had that we played yesterday, and she had been attacked several times in hotels by demons at night while she was sleeping, and this is some weird stuff that happened to her. And she had finally fled California and Hollywood and got all the way to Florida to get away from this, but she was still being attacked by these demons at night. Now the sad part about all of this stuff is. I tried to talk to her about what she could do for becoming a Christian, but she even said at that point that she felt she had become a witch. Now you think, wow, that's crazy. Well, she was involved with a bunch of C-rated movies out there in Hollywood and had been involved with this black, black, black magic in which she finally got scared of and fled. The problem is when you open portals for this stuff to find you, it's very easy for them to come back and find you again. I went into detail on that yesterday. So be very, very careful what you dabble in and realize that this stuff is very, very real. That's why the Bible says that we don't don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against all of this other crazy stuff in these unknown realms. That's what we always see all the time when we look at Hollywood. These unknown realms are controlling them. Even Trump now allies are pledging a holy war against Taylor Swift, who came out basically, I personally think she's a man, by the way, just my opinion. I think she's a transgender. Just thought I'd mention that in passing. Trump allies, I also think Charlize Theron's a, a guy too, by the way, just thought I'd mention that. And Gal Gadot, I think she's a guy too, but that's your opinion. You guys have your own opinions. This is what Hollywood does. They put these transgenders in to make guys see these guys, these guys are beautiful because they're supposed to be women. It's just it's a way of inverting everything. Trump allies pledge a holy war against Taylor Swift if she comes out to reendorse Biden again. Again, this is more rhetoric because, quite frankly, Taylor Swift has absolutely no interest in endorsing anybody. She just does what she's told to do. That's what I believe that. You know, she, she'll, she'll fill up Tampa Stadium for two or three times, you know, putting 180,000 people in there for tickets up to $2,000 apiece three nights in a row. I saw her do it. I wasn't there. I would never, ever support that woman. But the reality is that she did it. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. By the way, the U.S. now is readying – this is nuts – retaliatory strikes for the drone attack by the Iran-backed militants. I also covered that story earlier. How in the world do they have that type of technology to go from a high altitude like that and attack a military base like that or American soldiers like that? So it's, it's, it's crazy when you stop to think about how this stuff is so real and it's happening around us, and it's all wag the dog. It's all it is. It's just all wag the dog. You know, now we have a notorious dot-com gang, it's ransomware gang, has claimed that it's full of classified and top-secret documents from U.S. intelligence. Now, whether this is true or not, if this is another Snowden or if this is just nonsense, I don't know. But the reality is that when they start getting into these classified servers and they start looking at this classified stuff – they start realizing just how much 
the CIA is involved in orchestrating the news cycle and changing the narrative constantly in order to control the world, including our governments. It's, it's just amazing to me that it's really is what's happening. By the way, in the Bahamas now and in Jamaica, you know, they are now the United States government is triggering travel warnings to U.S. citizens because the violence is spiking. A significant increase in crime in the Bahamas, Jamaica, has led the United States State Department to issue travel advisory warnings for the two Caribbean destinations. In the past week, the State Department has warned U.S. citizens to exercise increased caution when visiting the Bahamas, where two killings over the weekend added to an already alarming homicide rate and to reconsider travel to Jamaica. Now, I'm going to stop for one second. So here's why this is stupid. It's a stupid warning. All right. Are we going to issue travel warning advisories to go to Chicago? They kill people every day there. That's just that's just a kill state. That's just a kill kill city. I mean, are we going to warn warn them not to go to Chicago because of all the gang violence? Remember when the ATF was supposed to go to Chicago underneath Donald Trump to clean up the gang violence? Yeah, that didn't work very well, does it? They like to just kind of go after American citizens for doing nothing, but not not going in against real gangs with real machine guns. And see, the part part about this is crazy is that we have people porting across the border some ten thousand over ten to fifteen thousand a day last month. And we basically have no, no idea how many gangs are coming into the United States. Now, dangerous is getting in many of these major cities, especially Democratic-controlled hellholes. And but yet we're telling people not to go to the Bahamas and not go to Jamaica because there were basically a couple of people who were killed, too, over the weekend. The warning in Jamaica was updated on January 23rd. It's not a level three, just one level to the strictest do not travel advisory. Violence crimes such as home invasions and armed robberies south of Chicago, sexual assaults and homicides are common in Chicago. Sexual assaults occur frequently, including at all-inclusive resorts, the advisory warns. Local police do not respond effectively to serious criminal incidents like they do that in Chicago. Like they, I remember when a man cow told me he was going to work one day. There's a dead body out on the road. He's laying there. He's dead. And there aren't even police around it. It's just a dead body. It's a corpse laying out on the road. He drove by, saw the corpse, like, no, another day in Chicago. This is crazy. But yet we would tell people not to go to countries. I remember years ago, we went to Kenya to go on safari. Had a pretty good outfitter we went with, and, and we flew, and they told us the State Department contacted us when they found out we had made reservations to fly into Nairobi and basically sent us an email or call us, or I forget what they did, and told us they were advising against us going to go to uh, Kenya. And we ignored it. Now, am I saying that you should ignore that in a state that's really a hot spot? No, I'm not saying that at all. But look at what they're saying and why they're saying it. Why was there, quote, unquote, a advisory against going to Kenya? I mean, why did this happen? I don't know. I ignored it. We went to Kenya. We had one of the greatest vacations we ever had in our entire life. We were on safari for like 18 or 21 days. I don't remember. It was a blast. We had a great time. But, you know, think about it. All of these people coming into the United States, undocumented immigration, all of these people committing so many crimes all over the United States right now, and our State Department has nothing better to do because two people get killed in Jamaica or down in you know, the Bahamas not to go there anymore. It's complete and total rhetoric from our government trying to say, well, we're here to protect you and to serve you. No, they're not. They're here to harass you and intimidate you as far as I'm concerned, and I can't stand what they've done and how they've turned the United States into this mess they have. That's why we as patriots, we always have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I hope and pray he's your God. I prayed with you guys yesterday on yesterday's show. Please listen to it. We need to understand who God is, who Jesus is, and what a blood covenant with the Most High God means. So never walk in fear. Don't allow yourself to walk in fear. Always work. walk circumspectly with the Most High God and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. 
Also, what do you think about this telling us that we can't go to the Bahamas with what's going on with Chicago all the time and how, you know, they're not issuing travel advisories against going to Chicago or Detroit or a bunch of other cities that I would never, ever enter willingly, especially on foot. What do you think, my friend? Well, it's, it's the typical fear porn that's designed to keep it people is. in a state of fear and control. That's exactly what it is. I mean, you can there's websites dedicated to just covering the homicides and shootings there in Chicago every single weekend. I mean, they're, they're online. It's, and it's sad. It's not even a joke. It's really sad what's happened over there but i mean there's nothing nothing abnormal about 30 to 40 to 50 people shot on a weekend in in chicago you know with a dozen or more being killed and what they've done now repeatedly is they're trying to take away the aspect of people being able to a be self-sufficient i've talked to you about this before making their own decisions and b they're constantly trying to put people in a state of fear people that are in a state of fear and i've gone into detail from psychology but the background of this if you keep people in a state of constant fear they're extremely easy to control that's very easy to control you simply tell them no 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 no. if you go outside covid's gonna get you after 9 p.m oh you gotta understand it's science guys at 901 COVID is roaming the streets. You've got to be back in your house by 9 o'clock. There's a curfew for COVID. You don't understand this. After 9, COVID boogeyman's going to get you, and it's going to make you sick. And everybody goes, what? The COVID boogeyman at 901 is going to get me? Oh, my gosh. we got to get inside. Don't you dare go outside. Oh, if you have more than six people at your birthday party, COVID's going to get you. It's illegal. We're mandating it right now. And again, this is again for your protection. We're doing this because we don't want you to get sick. We want to protect you. So be terrified so we can control you more. Fear has been and will be and will always stand as the most effective tool that Satan uses to control people's minds and push them into certain situations that they do not or not would not normally get into. Look at what they've done now. With the pharmaceutical industries over the years where they continue to bring people in for a routine checkup and you get blood work and then they come back in and say, oh, my gosh, your cholesterol's at 205. Your HDLs are perfect. Your LDLs are perfect. But, you know, 205 is over the limit of 200. So you've got to go on statin drugs immediately. Well, what about all the side effects that could occur if I take these statin drugs? Look at all the warnings on the box. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If you don't go on statins immediately, you could possibly die from a heart attack right now. It happens. It's going to happen. You're going to die. And people go, oh, my gosh, I don't want to die. you got to go on drugs right now. Get your prescription right now. Start taking it every single day. And then you got individuals that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s on these drugs, and they don't even know why they're on these drugs, and they feel like complete and total trash, and they're trying to figure out why. I get the emails and phone calls all the time. And now you see how Big Pharma has sold depression, depression to the world now. They constantly want to talk about it. Now, I'm not saying – that depression and mental effects and mental health is not a very, very important thing to monitor. I am not discounting that at all. But what I'm saying is Big Pharma has now taken the criteria for depression and it's loosened it to such a degree for medications that have been aggressively marketed to more and more people and the use of antidepressants and other drugs they feed them in just a few decades has gone from a tiny minority of the population to almost one in four Americans are on some type of psychological drug. And this is what the issue about this is. The serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the SSRIs, when they were developed, their manufacturers realized the population essentially needed to be convinced they were suffering from, from depression to get as many people on the drugs. Those drugs were literally only designed just like benzodiazepines with Xanax for a very short period of time with somebody that was dealing with very, very severe depression in order to try to maintain some type of balance in the chemical in the chemical aspect of the brain 
and get it under control and then get them off as quickly as possible. The SSRIs were designed like that from the beginning phase. The benzodiazepines were developed like that from the beginning phase for people who were having severe anxiety issues from post-traumatic stress disorders and other problems and using Xanax as a way to basically get the anxiety under control and then start using other nutrients and other meds to control it as best they could without being on benzos. The same thing that happened Basically, the proton pump inhibitors that we've seen now with the PPIs that literally now people live on because they can't get off of them. There was a research study that came out, and it was a doctor that was actually had worked with the proton pump inhibitors in the early phases. And he said those drugs were never even designed to be used longer than four to six weeks, ever. Never. They never recommended longer than four to six weeks when they designed them because of what it did to the stomach acid and downregulated it. And they were used for people that are having severe ulcers to get their stomach lining under control, to reduce the acid, and then essentially taper off the drugs as soon as possible. Now you talk to people, they've been on proton pump inhibitors for decades, and they try to come off of them, and they start having severe problems with their stomach and acid reflux and diarrhea, and they can't control it because the proton pump inhibitors, their bodies become dependent on them. This is what they've done now with the pharmaceutical drugs and the SSRIs and all these other drugs. So again, be very cautious when you start having doctors start telling you, you've got to go on this stuff immediately. You've got to do it right now. I'm not telling you what to do from a medical standpoint. I'm not telling you not to follow the, the advice of your doctor. I'm never saying that. What I am saying is do your own research, do your own due diligence on a lot of these drugs and look at the side effects that can occur from them. There are certain drugs out there that are, can be very important, very life-saving. Look at antibiotics for real usage. If you get a severe infection and you've got to go on antibiotics, they can save your life. I'm not discounting certain things, but what I am saying is when you start dealing with drugs that are highly addictive and can cause severe problems withdrawing from them, be very cautious on just loosely jumping on them for no reason at all simply because maybe you're having a bad day. Maybe look at your overall diet. Maybe look at your omega-3 fatty acid intake. Omega-3s are crucial for brain health and overall mental health. Another one is B vitamins. B vitamins are absolutely crucial. I just grabbed another bottle uh, last night when I stopped by the office and we'd run out here at the house and, you know, haven't been sleeping much. New baby's here. Everything's working with that. And I told Lance, I got to grab some B vitamins. So I need some Bs. I'm taking the multiple powder, but I need more. Got to keep my body loaded up on them. Because remember, B vitamins are water soluble. If you're drinking a lot of water and you're not sleeping a lot and you're basically staying really, really, you know, dehydrated or you're trying to stay really active to handle something, you're trying to stay, keep a lot of fluid in your body, you're going to flush B vitamins out of your body at a rate not normally done. So it's really important to run those supplements. Another important one is 5-HTP. Those are really important for overall mental health and really help out with natural serotonin production of the brain. There's so many foods and so many nutrients you can take to really help out with that. So be very cautious when you start seeing these drugs being presented to you simply like they're a Pez dispenser. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm writing your script for this. Go fill it. And you don't even realize until you start reading the side effects from it, what it can cause with aggressive behavior, insomnia, more anxiety, abnormal thoughts and suicidal thoughts, sexual dysfunction, extremely addictive you know, aspects as far as not being able to come off the drugs. Benzodiazepines are one of the most addictive compounds known to man. They can be more addictive than heroin in some cases when trying to withdraw off them. I talked to a friend of mine. He was dating a girl ways back, 
and uh, he's no longer seeing anymore because she was she was a bit crazy. But you know, I had talked to her one time when we had gone out and we were staying at a hotel for the week, and all of us would stay out for a big event. I brought Land and the kids and everything, and she was talking about how she had been trying to get off benzodiazepines for a while, and she had finally come off them. She said the withdrawals were absolutely horrible because the doctor told her to start taking Xanax whenever she had anxiety, and she would take it. Well, then the problem is she couldn't sleep without taking it, so then she started taking it at night to go to bed. And then she started taking it just on a daily medication routine, and then she ran out of prescription and started having these withdrawals, and she couldn't figure out what was going on. She realized she hadn't taken Xanax in a week, and she had to go through a whole process of getting off it, and she was blessed to be able to come off of it. She said, dude, those things are not a joke. And so the more you start realizing what these drugs are designed to do, it's all designed in most cases, not all, but in most cases, to keep you more addicted and more hooked on compounds, to keep you in a state of mind that is not beneficial to you as best as possible. And so that's why it's so important. Again, when it goes back to it, do not live in a state of fear. A healthy fear, a healthy response can be important. You walk out to the road and there's a bus coming. You step back. You realize that bus is going to kill you if it hits you. That's a healthy fear. I don't want to get hit by a bus today. I'm going to use wisdom. I'm going to take a step back off the curb and make sure I'm safe. Running around, constantly fretting, wreathing your hands together, going, oh, gosh, we're going to another war. I promise you, with 100% certainty, we are going to go into another war in the future. People go, what? What do you mean? I'm telling you right now, the United States will be in another war. This is what the military industrial complex does. I'm not telling you when, where, who, or how. I'm telling you, though, we will be in another giant war again. This is just what the bankers do. This is what happens on Earth. This is what happens when you deal with Satan running around trying to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. He likes wars. He likes death. He likes bloodshed. He likes conflict. That's what he does. So, again, if you understand that and you realize it's going to happen, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand strong on my faith. I'm going to keep my body strong. I'm going to keep my mind strong. I'm going to continue to exercise. I'm going to keep my immune system strong. I'm going to make sure I back up food supplies. I got backup water. And I'm going to set it and forget it. I'm going to continue to live my life, enjoy my family, enjoy what I've done, and continue to push forward every single day, continue to grow and get stronger a little bit every single day, and push and grind, and that's what you're going to do. That's the most effective thing, in my opinion, you can do. Continue to stay in the word and continue to keep your mind strong. Sitting around worrying about it and reading some of this news every single day about what lies they're going to tell you next. Like I said earlier, really, we have the Houthi rebels operating drones at 40,000, 50,000 feet that we apparently can't detect at our military bases. And we turn our air defense systems off so we can land our drones while they attack our military bases. I mean, guys, you can't even come up with a worse, more fake narrative than this. This wouldn't even fly in a movie. You put this in an action movie, not like Fast and the Furious 96 or whatever next one they're coming out with right now. You put this in one of those films, it would be such a hole in the film. People would be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That's not even realistic whatsoever. If you saw that in a movie. Yeah, you hear it in the mainstream media. People go, oh, that's what happened in Jordan. Guys, come on. Wake up. Realize what's happening. Stay prepared in your own homes. Get your mind right and your family right the best you possibly can and continue to stay strong. What do you think, Dad? I think 50,000 feet for a drone is going to be pretty, pretty high. I mean, I have no idea if any, any of us even threw Austin. I mean, they could have set off a doggone bomb you know, in that base and not that's even exactly right. Not that's exactly I mean, right. You know, you're, you're telling 50,000, 50,000 feet. There's not a whole lot of air up there. And quite frank, most of these drones are propeller driven. So I, I don't know how in the world they're going to fly a propeller driven drone to 50,000 feet. Unless it's got a hundred foot wingspan because of the lift. So when I hear these stories, I just sit back as a pilot. And I go, wait a minute, 50,000 feet. Are you kidding me? That's a long ways up. 
So here's another interesting thing about that. They tell you that if you get to 50,000 feet, you can see the curvature of the Earth. I just laugh when I hear that because I've been really high before. I didn't see any curvature. Just thought I'd mention those for those folks who like to talk about that kind of stuff. By the way, photo from a meeting in Biden's situation room last night is another stage photo. Remember, like that? that's when they were killing Osama bin Laden, and they were in the meeting room, with, and they had all these photos being taken of Clinton and Obama in the room, you know, killing Osama bin Laden. Photo from meeting room Biden's situation room last night regarding Iran. There was something weird to reserve. All of the names of all of the placards on the table are facing Biden. Is that so he doesn't forget the names of his own cabinet when addressing them, including Vice President Harris? <laughs> I got a kick out of this because then they showed Trump and then they showed Obama's rooms and Bush Jr.'s room and Clinton's room. And all of these things are always facing towards the middle of the table, not basically, you know, facing towards the president, who is a senile fool as far as I'm concerned. And the sad part about this is, is that, you know, all this does when you talk about this is degrade the government and degrade the leadership of the United States of America. And it's sad that it's to the point now where we are in a place on alt media that we have to be the ones that are telling the truth about who these people are and what they're doing as far as for the few alt media shows that actually tell the truth and actually go into who's behind the curtain like we do. But the sad part about it is Austin is that, you know, when you stop and you look at this stuff, all it's doing is taking the once great country of the United States when we have to address Hunter Biden's laptop or Joe Biden's sniffing perversion of little girls, when we have to address this, you know, on an open mic and talk about it, and the world gets to hear it. Because I know Global Star, I think it operates at 22,000 feet above the planet and broadcasts globally. And we have to talk about the degradation of the politics of the United States globally. And all that does is takes the image of what once was the great United States of America and tears it down, tears it down, tears That's it exactly down. exactly right. You know, and, and, and the sad part, it's like that one movie, uh, you know, Gladiator with Russell Crowe, you know, and they said, we can't just kill him. First, we have to kill his name. We can't do that. You can't martyr him because then the name gets bigger and bigger. We have to kill the name. So now they've got to kill the name of the United States of America as far as it once was so people don't look back you know, in history and go, oh, I wish it used to be like it used to be when we were the United States of America when the United States was no longer here. It would be good riddance the United States is gone, and that's what they did with Nazi Germany. You know, a lot of what Hitler did in the 30s was really good. He was Time Magazine's Man of the Year. If you guys remember, I think in 1938, he was he turned Germany around from massive inflation to basically one of the strongest nations in the world in just a few short years because he got rid of the Federal Reserve Bank's fiat currency. And he started printing his own currency debt free and was able to do all this stuff as far as infrastructure rebuilding in Germany. Time Magazine's man of the year. But we can't talk about anything he ever did right. We can only talk about the things that he did wrong. Why? Because they had to kill the name. That's why 70 years later, they still buffoon him and make a joke of him. But no matter what you hear, it's always bad. There was a show host the other day. He interviewed a guy in. It was Brother Nathaniel. I posted the story on our website. And, you know, Brother Nathaniel's Jewish, and he was talking about it. And he's showing these pictures of Hitler, this show host, you know, basically being a buffoon. And the sad part about it is, is that, you know, everything Hitler did wasn't bad. And it's, that's the thing that people don't get is that we have to understand that when the victors write the history books, the victors tell you what you're supposed to believe and what you're not supposed to believe. Just thought I'd mention that to you. But we, on this show, we're going to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus all the days of our lives. You go ahead and finish it up, Austin. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.
Absolutely. And here's just an update. So you guys, if you ever read anything or look at, I just pulled it up real quick. I want to make sure I, I've, cause I've seen and looked at this from uh, J O U A V.com. This is unmanned aircraft systems.com. This goes into detail on certain models and platforms. It says military drones are designed for specialized operations that can reach altitudes of up to 50,000 feet or higher in certain situations. It's important to remember the specific altitude limits depend are varying depending on the drone models and its purpose. These military drones are not a joke. These are seriously expensive yep, advanced aircraft systems. That's what's so silly about some of these stories that we're hearing about when you have these multi, multi, multi-million dollar drone systems that, by the way, are unbelievably hard to operate. These guys that operate them are aircraft pilots. It's like fighter jet pilots that operate them as far as the training they have to go through. This, this isn't a, oh, we're going to take somebody off the street and you know put them through 30 days of basic and he's going to be a drone operator. These things are extremely advanced weaponry with all types types of electronics and drone systems as far as they control the uh, weapon platforms on them. So when you start hearing these stories, again, be very cautious of what you really believe and what the real story is behind it and continue to make your own make your own decision on what you're going to believe. But again, don't live in a state of fear. Live in strength and continue to get the truth out there every single day. My friends, if you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. Healthmasters.com. Like I said, the Berberine Ultimate on sale right now for 10% off for the next few days while we still have a good amount of inventory, waiting on our new batch to come in as far as to further increase our inventory because it's been such a popular product with people that have been trying to get their blood sugar in control, become out, get off certain drugs or lower insulin, whatever they do under the guidance of their doctor. This this supplement really does work for that and also to massively burning body fat as well in conjunction with a healthy diet. So be sure to check that out. Also do the HGH Stimulate on sale for another few hours as product of the week today at 15% off and the magnesium amount acid i'll be updating that on the website later on this afternoon once i'm back over at the office and getting everything updated on that so again my friends thank you for the continued support of health masters always feel free to contact us if you have any questions we're here to help you out the best we possibly can keep your body strong keep your mind strong continue to eat clean and stay healthy if you need anything you know where to get a hold of us thank you for your support and we'll talk to you on this show tomorrow as always my friends Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs> 